when I was younger, I used to get really upset when people would put their feet on, like, the leg of my chair and, like, kind of bounce their leg or move in any sort of direction because I could feel it. Like, I could feel it up my entire body. And I was hyper aware of the fact that their foot was just on my chair. And it, it was this hyper awareness that I was trying to avoid. It was really annoying to be aware of the fact that their foot was on my chair. And ever since then, I've always been careful not to do that to other people. Whenever I put my foot on someone's chair, I would make sure that I wouldn't move it too much or you know try to annoy them in any sort of way i would make sure that they were not aware that my foot was on their chair it was me being annoyed of it in the past that has caused me to recollect and be like oh i don't want anyone to be annoyed the same way that i was annoyed so i'm gonna make sure not to do that so it changed the way that i moved it changed the way that i was comfortable it changed the way that i sat and it changed the way that i pointed my legs in front of me when you're on the internet for a very long time and i mean years you start to become annoyed of things that you probably weren't even aware of to begin with and you literally become hyper aware of people i remember when it first started being a thing in my head where i would look at people and be like wow i wonder what they're like on the internet because the internet has so much information that you get to see all the ugly sides of people whether that's them being a liberal or a conservative and that's because the internet has so much information that you literally become hyper aware of all the ugliness that comes with a person and because of this it's changed the way that i navigate myself around certain types of people that includes white people republicans etc now i only recently saw this as an issue because i started going to this church and this church has white people there and i don't interact with any white people in my life. I've never had to. The church I originally went to was predominantly black. And when I went to high school, all my friends were predominantly Hispanic. So for the last couple years, the only white people I encountered were on the internet. And as a person who has literally grown up on like the dark, dark, dark side of the internet, where a lot of white people who don't encounter black people at all, judge them based on what they've seen on the news and what they've seen on the internet and, and the, the hood fights that they've seen or the hood pranks that they've seen. I just felt so hypocritical going into an environment like that and feeling uncomfortable when I didn't know these people. But I couldn't help it. I just felt so much anxiety. And obviously some anxiety is normal, being surrounded by people that you're not like or you don't know. But I could tell this anxiety was at a level that wasn't normal. It didn't feel right for me to be this anxious around people like that. It is amazing how aware of race people are today. Like it, it used to not be like this whatsoever. And I know a lot of people have forgotten, but I remember so much of how awkward it was to just be a black teenager. And I know that sounds corny. I know it sounds a little weird, but I do remember a time where I felt uncomfortable getting a fade. I thought it was weird. I thought I would be seen as like this hoodlum black kid just for having nice hair. That goes for wearing a do-rag. It was weird. It was seen as like, oh, you're acting like one of those rappers or gangsters or whatever. And now it's not really like that. And, I, and I'm, I'm thankful for it. It's just, I feel like there's also some repercussions that come with that. And that's what I wanna talk about on today's episode of Modern Dilemma. This is a new thing that I'm trying to do. Um, I've wrote a bunch of stuff that comes to mind about modern dilemmas, things that I don't really have the answer to, but just things that I want people to talk about. I think that these are conversations that are healthy to think about because I think it'll make us all better people. And that's the goal. Things to talk about that'll make us better people because I do believe that a lot of the conversations nowadays are not things that make us better. That They're not things that we can actually do anything about or have an immediate effect on. So I wanna talk about subjects and things that are good to 
meditate on and think about that make us better. And if you guys like this series, let me know and I will continue to do it and maybe put it on Spotify or something. I don't know. If I do end up putting this on Spotify, it'll be on the description. If you're hearing this from Spotify, hello. Anyways, back to white people and how uncomfortable they make me feel. <laughs> this church that I'm going to that's predominantly white is really fun and there's a lot of nice people there. I've gone maybe five times now and I have not had a negative experience with anyone there. Obviously, I'm not gonna pretend like there's not those simple tensions where they're like, what's your name? And I'm like, Nahum. And they're like, yeah, what? And one thing that I used to struggle with a lot was trying to understand whether it was better or not that white people were made aware of my struggles because I feel like there's a lot of situations I've had in the past where I've encountered someone and they're like, wow, like I'm so, I, I know everything. I, I, I'm so sorry about, yeah. And it's just weird. I'm like, I just treat me like a person, you know? And I, sometimes I feel like I'd rather them not know, but obviously since there's a need for systemic change, that doesn't even equate to my specific situation and just feeling awkward sometimes in conversation. I do think that the systemic change is worth it. It's just, I'll be honest, there are times where I just wish that people weren't so aware and it makes me selfish. And that's true. I do think it makes me selfish, but I guess that's just because I've been raised that way. I've been raised as a kind of person who doesn't really see all my negatives as something to stand by or see as an identity, but I've always been someone who wanted to be kind of lifted out of those things. I didn't really Really want to be seen as just a victim of course I might be a victim to certain things but that doesn't mean that I want to just be that I want people to get to know me first for my good things for the things that have been good to me because I have so many privileges I have so many things that I've been blessed to have and to encounter somebody who can come to me and just be like I am so sorry it's not really good for me I don't see it as something that's so nice I don't see it and I'm like wow thank you so much for caring about my issues I only would care if they also knew the great things that have happened to me. Maybe that makes no sense. Hopefully that resonates with somebody, but I'm just speaking out of my ass here. Like when I walk into that church, there is a part of me that feels like I'm walking into a room of very privileged people, people who most likely have it well off in comparison to me. But I think I need to turn away from that mentality. And the only reason why I feel like that is because there's way more to life than just the privileges of being white, as well as the privileges that come with money. There was a woman at that church who has spinal issues and they were talking about her because um, she hasn't gotten a good day's rest all of 2021 because she is in agony most of her days and every day she struggles to get sleep and she gets no good sleep and she'll get like two to three hours of sleep every day. And I don't think I could imagine going up to her and thinking of myself less fortunate even though i grew up as someone that would be considered less fortunate and it can be kind of cringy to look at life and be like it's about the simple things you know Th sleep and eat and sunlight obviously it's a little corny to think that way but there's a little bit of truth to it even if you don't want to admit it to somebody else try your best to admit that to yourself that yes there is a lot to life that you have that other people don't. If you live in the United States, you're in the top 10% richest people in the world. But that still doesn't mean that people living in other countries don't have good lives. There are people who live in countries where they are much poorer than you and they still live good lives. As long as you don't think in a relative manner, like yes, life is good. And it's amazing to have that sort of compass that tells you that something's wrong. It's good to have that 
in the back of your head where it's like, you know, life is good, but there's obviously something better. There should be something better. And all this suffering is probably not normal. Never get to a point where you're used to suffering or you're used to other people's suffering, but you should get to a point where you are grateful and thankful for what you do have, even if it is close to nothing. And I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful for how, how we've progressed as people. I'm really grateful that I was able to talk about white privilege last summer and i was able to even make a video about it which is ridiculous like that would if i told myself that five years ago i probably wouldn't believe me because no one even knew what that was and no one even was comfortable talking about it to white people they only felt comfortable talking that to black people because it was a relative thing it was literally something that we related on i remember having this white girl yell at me at college because i made a stupid joke about Trump or something. And she basically yelled at me and said that I was racist because I made a white joke. And you know what? I'm not having that argument today. Maybe that can be another moral dilemma in the future. But I made a joke about white people and basically she turned and said to me, how can you people be so for equality and then be racist? A lot of things went through my mind, like why does she immediately assume that I'm some sort of like, yeah, racism bad guys, let's, yeah, just because I'm black, I have to be some like black rights activist just because I have this skin color. Of course I should be, it's just I don't have to be. I think black kids are allowed to be stupid. I think they should be just as stupid as white kids. And that's the goal, isn't it? That's what people don't realize is that as we progress as a society, there's also gonna be some digression in a good way, as in Teenage black kids are gonna be stupid. They're gonna say stupid things. They might be Republican. Because I don't think it's normal that 80% of black people vote Democrat. I don't think that's normal. I vote Democrat, but I don't think that it should be that way. I think that we should get to a point where we don't see as one side being racist. I don't think that should be right. We shouldn't have only one option. Maybe I'm getting too controversial here. But I do just wanna warn you that as we progress as people, as going against racism, black kids are gonna get more ignorant and black people are gonna get a little more ignorant in a sense, but in a good way, as then they don't, they don't have to know so much about blackness and they don't have to know so much about anti-racism and they won't have to know so much about all these things just like white kids because a lot of white kids don't know shit about any of those things and they just get to live comfortable and be stupid and be teenagers and i think black kids should have the opportunity to do that but yeah white people make me uncomfortable and i wish they didn't I wish, I wish that wasn't the case. And there's also that feeling like in the back of my mind whenever I'm encountering a white person, like are they pinning a bunch of like political titles on me as they're looking at me, just like that white girl that I encountered at college? And it's possible that they are, but technically so am I. So the only way to move forward from here is just to get to know them and figure it out and be like, oh, I was dumb for thinking those things. The internet really paints the world to be such an ugly place. And the world does have ugly places. I think that it does have ugly moments. But those ugly moments make you realize that the good moments are so good. Um, that's why it's relative. That's why the good is so relative. Like, we only think that we're living bad because we know what good is. We know what goodness feels like. So we understand when we're living in bad. And that's why I even brought up that girl in college who yelled at me over a joke. It's because that was one of the first instances where I talked to somebody else about white fragility. 
And this guy came up to me after she yelled at me and was like, white fragility. And that was the first time where I was like, whoa, like, you know about that? But I don't think that the fragility came from whiteness. I think it came from a privilege. Like, you had the privilege to be dumb. And I feel like everyone is getting that privilege as time goes on. We're all becoming a little bit fragile over time because, you know, we know what we know and we don't feel like we should know anything else. We don't feel like we need to know anything else. We feel like everything we've learned in the past and present is good and we you know what this is it and this is what i need to know but that's not the case there's room to grow and there's room to move just like how five years ago you can't talk about white privilege and white fragility and all this stuff five years from now there's going to be a whole new batch of things that we're talking about that we didn't even know about today and that i might be found guilty for speaking in such a way where I am ignorant of said things. And that's gonna be the case, and I'm okay with that. It's just, I hope that there's a the few people who watch this that can take a moment and be like, you know what, maybe I don't know everything. But because of that, we should also kind of walk in this sort of love where we care about other people, and even though they disagree with us, we should know that we don't have the last say. In fact, we probably don't know everything properly just yet, and we could be just as ignorant as them, if not more. You can look at a Democrat 10 years ago and a Republican 10 years ago, and they might not have it all down the way that they talk about black people. A Democrat 10 years ago would not be talking about black people the same way Democrats talk about them now. But yeah, this is just something that I've been thinking about today. Uh, it's about white people. And yeah, if you're white, I love you. I guess. And if you're not white, then I want you to think about this as well. Or if you want... You could use this as a justification to hate me and hate white people as well. Do whatever you want, honestly. It's your brain. It's kind of funny that we do that, actually. I, ju I justify a lot of the times my hatred for people. And there's a, lot of, there's a lot of moments that I'll have encountering these white people where I realize, like, whoa, like I could just choose to be upset right now if I wanted to be with what they just said. But I'm not going to be. So if you disagreed with a lot of the things I said today, I hope that you choose not to be upset. I hope you think, hey, maybe maybe he's onto something, or maybe he will be onto something, and you'll follow me along this little journey of mine. Um, I appreciate you watching. Make sure to check out my Discord link in bio description thing, and I'll catch you next time on Modern Dilemma. One day I'm gonna have like a cool outro.